It's Weebs Day, my dudes. Ah! Hi. Welcome to Dragon Palsy. My name's Nick. And I'm Stacy. This month, we're talking about magical girl animes. And this was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There was some fucking crazy shit. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're we're gonna go in order. Like it starts out normal, yeah, kind of normal, as normal as you get with anime, and right. then it just like goes completely off the rails. Yeah. So to start off, kick this off. Let's brief summaries and some ratings. So Sailor Moon, solid. The OG, the, OG. the original, the Lord of the Rings of magical girl anime, the creator of a genre. It Sailor Moon. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, the basic premise is we have Usagi. Uh, Usagi Tsukino. And rabbit she's, moon. yeah, <laughs> her name means rabbit moon. She's a klutz. Uh, she it's kind of emotional, kind of emotional, enjoys pretty things and being pretty. Uh, and in the name of the moon, she'll punish you. I'll punish you. Uh, and, you Moon know, power, make up. Yeah, I mean, the whole show does kind of feel like a a ploy to sell toys, but like I couldn't find a goddamn single uh, Sailor Moon toy with Moon Tiara action. Like, I feel like they really missed out on the Sailor Moon action figures. Yeah, like she she should have like an arm thing that launches a little disc, you know? That'd be absolutely sickening. Yeah. So, but she she gets these powers from a cat. And she can like transform into her Sailor Moon form. And it's her fighting against Queen Beryl. My girlfriend, my wife. Wife. Queen Beryl's everything that I look for a woman. She's huge, she's <laughs> evil, and she's geology themed. Yeah. And she has long, flowing red locks. Yeah. I'm not really like, I don't really care that much about hair color, but I do care if they're huge and want to kill me. So. Okay. <laughs> Uh, as the OG, I have to, I, I feel like it gets a bonus star, uh, for me. It was, I had really low expectations going into it mm -hmm. and it was like surprisingly good. Like I, like I, you heard me. I was, it, the shit is like embedded into me forever. Yeah. Like I, it's, you know, there's not a lot there, but there's not a lot in a lot of like serialized anime. Like right. it, it is basically like I enjoy Dragon Ball and this is just Dragon Ball with girls in it. Yes. And they, the transformation seems so hype. You know, I know like <laughs> their entire animation budget went to the transformation scene. Well, and that's how, so like we have Dragon Ball and they, they stretch the budget by having them scream for like five minutes per mm -hmm. episode. Right. And for this one, like you just, you get a fun visually appealing transformation scene and it like yeah it takes five minutes but like i'm here for it. every time they transform i'm super excited yeah so like if you like binge watching shows and like you you know you just want something in the background like you don't have to pay too much attention like say fucking watch sailor moon and watch the original we tried to watch the the reboot and like the anime the original animation i would actually say is better oh it's way better yeah yeah there, the... and there's a lot of detail put into it yeah <laughs> um so I think overall I would give Sailor Moon a five out of seven. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely like five out of seven. Dragon Balls. Depending 
depending on what happens, because we still, we're firmly in the beginning. I think we only got to like episode 15 mm -hmm. and there's like, there's also a shit ton of episodes, like incredibly bingeable. Yeah. Right. There's like a million. <laughs> um, yeah. So incredibly bingeable. Um, and I, where we are now, five out of seven, but I saw some clips of like later stuff, maybe even a six out of seven. Oh, well, maybe we'll have to like, I'm gonna come keep back, watching it. Come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. We can have a little s segment later. Yeah, because there's there's Sailor Moon R, which is like the sequel where like she basically becomes like a god, and okay. I I want to get to because we were looking up like the other senshi, and they look cool as fuck. Yeah, and they have like crazy powers and shit. Yeah. Um. So the other the second one we watched was Card Captor Sakura, yeah, which is it's not good in my opinion. Oh really? Yeah. It's fun too. I, I think part of it too is that like. Cardcaptor Sakura has a significantly worse dub than Sailor Moon. Uh, and yeah. we were watching the dub and it's it is it's funny to watch it, but it is worse. Yeah. But Cardcaptor Sakura is basically, I think Sarah made the comment that it's just Pokemon for girls. And that's really what it is. Like Sakura is the same age as Ash. She's 11. She's going around collecting these cards that have like specific powers and she uses those cards to fight other cards to like defeat them and add them to her collection. It's yeah. literally Pokemon for girls. It absolutely is. Yeah. Um, there is some crazy shit uh, in the show, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that. And uh, <laughs> I, I would say, like, the animation's pretty good uh, for what it is. Yeah. Um, the, you know, we're, we're getting into those, like, late 90s, early 2000s animes, right? Yeah. And they, they animated everything, right? We don't have any, like, CG really. Yeah. We don't have any special effects. It's you know no frame by frame. That help, really. Yeah. Except for like the really big stuff. And these are also TV shows, right? So they don't have those budgets to use. They're they're yeah. basically like, you know, cheaply made. But like that's the thing that gets me is like, unlike Sailor Moon, Sakura has a different outfit every time. Yeah. So they have to reanimate her transformation sequence and her fight scenes. Like mm -hmm. at least a little bit every time. So yeah. there is like there is a jump in budget in in Cardcaptor right. Sakura. Well, and you can I mean like I would say that Sailor Moon is targeted at like girls that are probably like thirteen to yeah she's 14. sixteen she's fourteen yeah and then Cardcaptor so Sakura is like younger solidly like ten to twelve yeah because she's eleven yeah and uh, you can tell Which like makes what we're gonna talk about later. Even wilder. Yeah. So, like, this, I think one, one thing was, like, the stakes, right? So, like, the stakes in uh, Sailor Moon is, like, people are, like, almost getting killed. Yeah. And they're, like, it's demons and shit. Very metaphorical. But yeah. it is, like, the stakes, hypothetically, are very high. You have, yeah. like, an evil organization that's trying to suck all the energy out of living creatures on Earth. Right. And then in Cardcaptor Sakura, there's, like, no stakes. Not yet. Once again, we only got to, like, episode 15 of yeah Sakura. but i mean like god damn just do something but that's yeah. that's you know serialized anime um but they like it's the the brief summary of uh card captor sakura is um her dad is an archaeology professor and she goes <laughs> into his study for some reason and yeah. she opens a book and the book has a card in it and the card's name is windy and she says the card's name and then a bunch of other cards fly out all over and then a weird flying lion thing comes out and is like 
you awaken the clo cards. You have to go find them. And that's the Pokemon. She has yeah. to go get all the Pokemon. Yeah. So um, yeah, while interesting show. So my rating my my Dragon Balls for Card Capture Sakura would be three out of seven. Mm. I would probably I'm like I, I would say like four out of seven. It it is like it's like a C. Yeah. Solidly. And I, I think it might be better. Did we do half Dragon Balls? Not, no. <laughs> I, it's not on the spreadsheet. Yeah. It doesn't exist. The, the hard thing is, like, it's something that you would want to binge. Because, like, there's not a lot happening. You don't want to pay attention. But if you're binging it, you have to watch the dub. Because I don't speak Japanese. Right. But then the dub is really bad. It is bad in a funny way. So it doesn't. But it is, like, you know. It kind of grates on you after a while. It, we can only watch. You can only watch so many episodes before you're just, like, all right. Told fucking Sakura's like nasally voice. Yeah. And they all have goofy voices. Like her brother's like Sakura. <laughs> yeah. So the third anime that we watched was Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yeah. So we're kind of, now we're in, this is not, I guess it's for like high schoolers. We're, yeah. we're in edgelord territory. Oh, here. it's super edgelord. So it also makes zero sense. It, yeah. There's the, the description on Wikipedia calls it a surrealist, like interpretive story. Yeah. And the, the author, so the, there's a TV show and a movie. Um, there's a series and a movie. We did watch some episodes of the series. And then we, we had a shout out to our friend, Steph, who owns the movie and let us borrow it and watch it. Um, and we went, we watched it thinking that, the series was like the the movie was just kind of like the series condensed mm -hmm. and it kind of is but it's also an alternate universe yeah because like we watched the movie and then i was like shit we gotta look this up <laughs> we went to wikipedia <laughs> and like read a bunch of stuff about it um so they're both surrealist um according to steph part of it is like the series like so it's super gay right incredibly queer and so, but the series is still gay, but less gay. And according to Steph, and I don't know how this, how true this is because I couldn't find it on the internet, but basically like, cause the, the movie came after the series. And so when the movie came out, there was less strict laws about depicting homosexuality. And so they were able to be gayer. Gotcha. Um, but also the, the author has been like, people have been like, they're not gay, which is like, all right. Mm -hmm. It's a metaphor. Best buds. Yeah. Roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> um, quick summary for both the anime and the movie, because they do kind of start out the same, is you're following Utena, who is a high school girl, but she wants to be a prince. Yes. So she is a girl, but she wears the boy's uniform, and she's like, I'm a prince. And the high school that they go to is like a weird, not normal dimensionally high school there's like weirdness going on it's very surreal and the way that she gets to this point is different in both of them but basically the the inciting incident is she has to duel this piece of shit sayonji uh -huh. who beats his girlfriend anthe or i guess she's not his girlfriend his rose bride she's the rose bride he could do whatever she wants with her anthe gets slapped every episode yeah Anthony's getting the shit beat out of her. Utena's like, stop doing that. And then they fight. Um, Utena wins. And then Anthony becomes her bride. Yeah. Engaged. They're she, engaged. Yeah, they're so, not engaged. So Utena gets the Rose Bride. And then there's like other stuff. There's like a secret society that's run by the student council or is like in contact with the student council. 
and they wear like rose rings. Anthony has a brother who's like suspicious. He's up to something. There's like intrigue, but also like it's very metaphorical. They don't tell you anything that's happening. They do not. And so if you want to have a weird time. Yeah. I mean, get blitzed off your ass and sit down <laughs> and binge that shit. I don't know if I feel like if I watched that high, I would feel like my brain was melting. Yeah, like it was hard enough to watch sober. I feel like I need to watch it and then come back to it. But it, it also kind of me. It, it feels like it's not meant to be understood. The guy who wrote it literally like people asked him, what does it mean? And he's like, I don't know. What do you think it means? Like they purposely made okay. it to be hard to understand. Gotcha. So it's an edgelord shit in its own right. Yeah. Which is fun. There's Yeah. It, it's got pretty good animation. The animation in the show is rough because the show is older. Yeah. I will say that the animation in the movie, you're getting more towards like Uncanny Valley. They're like slightly shinier and like mm -hmm. their eyes are like pointier and more bulbous. Yeah. And so the, the show looks dated, but the movie looks kind of weird. And maybe that's on purpose. Yeah. Everyone has long hair. It's very JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but for lesbians. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like I everyone's brightly colored. They pose a lot. There's roses everywhere yeah. all the time. It was definitely an experience. Yeah. Uh, an experience that I don't know if I'd have again, but I'd probably give it three out of seven. I'm a, I'm a four out of seven. I do want to finish the show. Why aren't you just contrarian tonight? I'm literally like one ball away from you. That's one ball too many, Stacy. Oh my God. I thought we were a team. Two balls too many. <laughs> two balls. <laughs> my dragon balls. <laughs> I would say four out of seven. I had fun. Like, and that's my whole thing is like, am I having fun? I did not understand what was going on. No. But like, I've kind of like, sometimes you just got to accept that you're not going to understand everything. <laughs> um, it is like, basically it is one of those things where like every scene is a painting. There's lots of symbolism. And this is the movie, the show also, like, I want to finish the show. I want to see how they compare. I did read kind of like the Wikipedia synopsis. It also does go off the rails. Okay. Um, but it goes off the rails in a slightly different direction. I don't think the ending sequence, the ending sequence in the movie does not happen in the show. And we're going to talk okay. about the ending sequence in the spoiler section. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'd give it four. It's, it's another thing to binge. The, the dub is also not good. Yeah, it is not, not good. So, but you know, it's weird for both Utena and Sakura and Sailor Moon. It's one of those things where you're watching it and you can see all the influence that it's had across yeah. culture, right? And so it's like, I really enjoy watching things that I'm like, it, you know, it's like taking like a, a, a linguistics Bibles class, right? Where you're like, right. you're under, you're like, oh, I see like where all this stuff comes from. And you know, yeah, I feel like I'm doing anime archeology. span No, absolutely. I mean, that's a great segue into like the final anime, which is Madoka Magica, right. which was the first magical girl anime that I ever watched. Right. And I watched it, you know, back in college and I really enjoyed it. Now that I've seen all of these predecessors, I'm yeah. like, trope, 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 you know? And like, it, it makes, honestly, it made the, it made Madoka Magica like even better. So like- It makes more sense. Madoka yeah. Magica, what's happening? Because basically Madoka Magica is- kind of a response to both Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura. Right. It was actually wild to watch Cardcaptor Sakura and see, like, aesthetically, it's almost completely lifted from Card Cardcaptor Sakura. Like, right. Madoka looks just like Sakura. 
Madoka's best friend Himura looks just like Sakura's best friend Tomoyo. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it is just kind of like Madoka Magica. It asks the question like, what if Sailor Moon and Cardcaptor Sakura, but maybe the people giving them powers aren't good people, right? And that's and that's kind of like the idea. And so we, I want to, I want to spoil it too much, um, but like. I've watched Madoka Magica several times. You've watched it multiple times. Yeah. It's really good. It is dark. Um, but it's like the the suffering is very metaphorical. Yeah. So there's a lot of teenage girls crying. There's discussions to be had about depictions of teenage girls suffering. For right. The entertainment of men. Specifically. And it, this is also like Madoka Magica. I think it is important to mention that it is one that is like, it's the first one that is not like a shoujo. It's not intended for a young female audience, it is right. intended for like essentially an adult male audience. Yeah. So there's like a but I like I like Madoka Magica. Yeah, I've I every watch through I've really I've thoroughly enjoyed. So yeah, the basic premise is main character Madoka right. gets powers from a little thing that a looks like a cat. Thing. Yeah, his name is Kube. Kubei. Uh and they go into these She becomes a magical girl in exchange for a wish a wish. Yeah, in exchange for a wish, right? You know, she gets to uh, fight these witches. Uh, yeah. So basically, like magical girls fight witches. There's she meets other magical girls. She makes some friends along the way. Makes some friends along the way, and it has a happy ending, and nothing bad happens. Yep. Uh, watch it. <laughs> yeah, you should watch it. Uh, How many balls? Oof, I would say honestly, like just for rewatchability as well, six out of seven. Okay. I gave it a rating and I do not remember what the rating was. So I'm probably going to give it a different rating right now. I would say six out of seven. Are you happy now? I am happy. Yeah. yeah we're aligned on something finally. We agree all the time. <laughs> I hate you. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I think it's edgy and it was made in like what? Like 2012. Yeah. Like peak edge season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, but it's like, you know, I was an emo kid in high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, and like, I don't think it's edgy to a detriment, in my opinion. You can't really pick it apart. Like, it's pretty shallow, right? It is yeah. just kind of like a, an edgy response to uh, ostensibly a genre that is about like teenage girls being excited to go through puberty. <laughs> yeah, hot cocoa again. I made Nick Mike. Make me hot chocolate. Well, it's fucking cold outside. It's cold be, as shit outside. Gotta be cozy. Yeah. And I had to work outside today. Mm, chocolatey goodness. Okay. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Not that it really matters for like, <laughs> these these things are like almost 30 years old. Yeah. If it's been out longer than like, honestly, like five years, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Snake killed under my door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Sailor Moon. So far, actually, kind of, like, unproblematic fave. <laughs> yeah. there. It's, like, once again, super low stakes. Throughout the show, you get introduced to, like, different uh, Sailor Senshi, which are the different Sailor Moon I'm or so Sailors. I'm so excited. So we're at, we have three, right? We have Sailor, we have Sailor Moon, the first one. We've got, we got to Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars. And I think that's all you get in the first season. Yeah. So it's like, I got really, I was like, oh, there's five seasons. This shouldn't be too bad. Holy shit, each season is like 20 episodes. There's like a bajillion episodes of this thing. Bro, each season is like 30 episodes. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I, I was looking at this daunting task ahead of me and I was just like, fuck that. And then there's a sequel because there's Sailor Moon R, which yeah. like looks sick as fuck. Yeah, they, it looks like it goes hard. This tendency of like, you start really slow and serialized and you build to something larger over time is something that you see in a lot of iterations that come after it. You yeah. see it in Cardcaptor Soccer. Madoka Magica is like, more streamlined like yeah because it's shorter but it does do that a little bit like you start off where you think like this is the one thing and then there's like an overarching plot that you find out about later steven universe does it yeah um there's other ones that do it but i'm blanking on them right now yeah well i mean so sailor moon has especially in like the first like season it's very formulaic you have Bar queen barrel and my wife mommy like main side villain in the intro or in the beginning of the shows what's his name um i don't know what is his name it's jadeite jadeite yeah and jadeite is doing all these things that like steal human energy so queen barrel is sitting in her throne looking incredible <laughs> she's up. always she's always she's like crystal ball moving doing, her hands around a crystal doing ball hot, doing hot girl shit in the netherworld <laughs> and she's hey queen barrel what you doing hot girl shit <laughs> there's like a master that they're working for that we haven't met yet no yeah so like there's the implication of more and then you have jadeite there's like a bunch of people standing around she has like court right but jadeite is like there and he's her henchman and, and then he goes and he, he sends, they're always, they always look like butch lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> so they do. He sends a woman, a female thing, monster, whatever, into the human world. And it, it's like capitalism. Like it's a watch yeah. that you buy that like drains your energy or it's a diet program that drains your energy. During this or, whole time, we're like, is Sailor Moon like, secretly based yes <laughs> i i think because like there's a lot of like really funny like leftist memes yeah about that are, sailor moon that there was that TikTok at one point and it's like if your uh display picture is any of the sailor senshi on on twitter then you're definitely gay yes <laughs> um i i really like so basically like because the the person who wrote i forgot her name um, but basically, like, Sailor Moon came to be because, like, the author was like, I'm sick of all shoujo manga being centered around, like, dumb boys and, like, romance and stuff. And right. I want, she wanted to make an action shoujo. And, like, we stand, right? Yeah. Like, she completed that task to every expectation that could have been met. And it's so much, it is so much fun. And, like, I really like watching it. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I love, um, like, tuxedo mask, idiot, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love how they're, like, the so, like, I love the weird rivalry, rivalry between Sailor Mars and Sailor Moon with, like, boyfriends, and they're both like, I'm going to get a boyfriend first, but neither of them get a boyfriend because they're 14 and they're weird. Yeah. Um, and, like, I like, the, the powers are very puzzling to me because, like, Sailor Mars just regularly has spiritual powers because she's like a priestess, but then she also has her senshi powers where she just like erupts into flame. Yeah, she can like summon a fireball and shit. Yeah. Uh, Sailor Mercury is like, I, I love.
spray. <laughs> the the pause between when she says bubble and spray is like uncomfortably long in her. But I do when when we got the first episode one, her monster demon that they fought when she got her senshi powers was fucking terrifying. Yeah, her, like she was all like she looked like something out of Lord of the Rings or like. In, or um, Guillermo del Toro's Lord of the Rings, where her like arms became like <laughs> like veiny scythes, and she was like, "I'ma get you." <laughs> yeah, and then Sailor Mars uses her bubble spray attack, which like creates like Mercury, a fog. Sorry, idiot. Mercury. I apologize. Which creates like a He's fog. <laughs> her bubble spray makes a fog. That's it. But the thing about her is that she's like super smart yeah, sailor mercury is like a so super her, genius her real life superpower is that she's good at school um sailor <laughs> sailor mars's real life superpower is just that she's magic she's psychic yeah <laughs> she's got fucking and then then we have sailor moon who has no anything. yeah no real life superpowers i love her i will say of like i commented when we were watching it i love sailor moon's family like i love her family's like mean to her yeah like they're like you're stupid though. And I love that. That's such an accurate portrayal about like, that's what my family's like. <laughs> like you really identify. Yeah. My family, like, cause they're all like me. We're all shitheads. Right. And so right. like, uh, Usagi has like her, her brother's like, you're an idiot. And her mom's like, you're dumb, but that's okay. <laughs> like it's just, and her dad's just like, Oh, she also doesn't have dead momitis. She does not have dead momitis or dead parentitis. Yeah, her both her parents are alive. They're happily married. Her mom is a housewife, but she's a terrible housewife. Like that's yeah. the joke is that she's she she's a housewife, but she's bad at cooking. Like if she can't do any of the traditional housewifey things, that it does shatter that kind of like trope. Yeah, it bit. is. It, it's fun. Um, so it it's a fun. There's there's good shit in there. I like it. I think it's fun. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna keep watching it. You know, hot take. I think Cardcaptor Soccer is kind of a step down from Sailor Moon. Oh, 100%. We're going to talk about it. We got to yeah. talk about it. Okay, Cardcaptor Soccer is normal. It's like starts out normal. And then Sakura has dead, dead momitis. Dead right? momitis. Her mom died when she was three years old of illness. Yeah. Inexplicable. Uh, well, unexplained so far. I don't know yeah. if it's inexplicable, <laughs> but it is unexplained. So up until this point, Sakura has been doing generally the same thing. A clo card will pop up, which are the cards that she's collecting. Yeah. And it'll be doing some fuckery. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be making whirlpools at the aquarium and trying to drown someone. The penguins. Or yeah, kill a fucking penguin. Uh, or- And her brother also mysteriously works at the aquarium. Yeah, her brother, <laughs> her brother. Cause uh, we watched that we're like, is that her brother? And then it is her brother. But yeah. the, but you find you're, you're you don't like, find that out until much later. Well, you, you find it out after the fact. You're like, oh, it, I was like that guy kind of looks like her brother. But yeah. then sometimes like characters in anime just look the same. Right. <laughs> so she's with her friend who makes her costumes. Each costume unique to capture each clo card. Um, and then and records it. Yeah, and she records it, videotapes but not it, to, just to have. Yeah, just, like home videos for her. To oh, remember. she's also like really wealthy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all need a rich friend that records our every move and makes us outfits. And has no supervision besides her, like, four bodyguards that are all, like, women in suits. Hot, hot, doing hot girl shit. Doing hot girl shit. Hot women. Um, and then and then another character is introduced later who is also magical, but he's a boy the same age. And he and can... she has a crush on her brother's friend. Yeah, that's another part that's of this. Not, that's 
weird. I because I remember I was like in elementary school and I had a crush on a high schooler. But like yeah. the, the weird part is if they reciprocate or like egg you on in any way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like it's normal for like young children to have crushes on adults. Like that's fine and normal. Uh, adults and adults know and they shouldn't uh, reciprocate in any way. They should just be like like set those boundaries. Um, you should not ever <laughs> make a painting of them. Or marry them. Or marry them. So the episode 11, soccer school is having like their athletics day. In that episode, episode 11, they're having their sports festival. You meet Tomoyo's mom. Yeah. And Tomoyo is the rich girl and she has a super powered like. CEO. Yeah. Badass bitch. uh, Boss ass bitch. Pantsuit. Pants. Yeah. (laughs) Asymmetric haircut. Asymmetrical haircut. (laughs) And. what do we what do we find out, Stacy? What do what do we learn? Where are you? <laughs> okay, so you find out that Tomoyo's mom hates Sakura's dad, yeah. and you're like, "That's weird. Why is that?" Sakura's dad's so nice. He's an archaeology professor. He's, he he cooks he, food. Yeah, he cooks a lunch every day for Sakura. He, she loves him so much. Sakura loves him so much. And you find out that the reason why Tomoyo's mom hates Sakura's dad is because. Tomoyo's mom used to be Sakura's mom's like friend and cousin in high school. And when Sakura's mom was 16, Sakura's dad was a student teacher at her school and they fell in love and got married when she was, okay. They They got married. When she was 16. Okay, so they fell in love before that, got married when she was 16 and they're like, yeah, her family didn't disapprove. And they try to paint it like it's cause she came from money. But it's like, okay, this man's a teacher at your high school. Yeah. And then and you I, marry and him? I immediately had to do the math, right? Because we know that Sakura's mom died when she was 28 and Sakura was three years old. And then, or 27. And then we know that Sakura's brother is like 15 and, and is eight years older than her. And so I did that. I was like, there's something hinky going on here. <laughs> so Sakura's mom gave birth to their first child when she was like 18, 19. Yeah. And I was like, oh. But yeah, so they got, so student teacher marries his student when she's 16. They get married when she's 16. And she like is still in high school while they're married and living together. Yeah. That he's still teaching at. Yes. And, and then, like, and then they, she graduates, she immediately gives birth. Yeah. And, and they also, like, she was modeling on the side to make ends meet because her rich family cut them off. Hmm. <laughs> and they were poor. <laughs> and then, okay, and you're like, okay, that's weird. But they, like, it's, like, the whole point of the whole episode. You think it's going to be about the athletics meet? No, it's about explaining the whirlwind romance of <laughs> Of a her teacher... Parents. Of a teacher and a student. A teenage girl and an adult man. But I mean, no, no, no. Like, so we can we can kind of write things off a little bit with the age difference, right? Because like age of consent in Japan is 16, Weird. right? <laughs> right. No, so the age of consent is actually like 13, but the age you're allowed to get married if you're a girl is 16, and the right. age you're allowed to get married if you're a boy is 18. Right. So like if they were just like two people out and about, this would be 
still fucking weird, but like less weird. But it's the fact that it's a student and teacher. There's a there's a power dynamic there. There's like so much fucking going on that it's like, okay. Uh, and then they keep talking about it and they're like, this is a good thing. And then they double they're down like again. They're romanticizing it. They're like yeah. taking it as the, and Sakura's like, oh, that's so romantic. And you're like, no! It is not. <laughs> no, you're loving, please don't. <laughs> can, you, like, can you imagine? Can you, like, my brother's kids, like, they're 16, 17, and 18. And if, like, they're, they're like, yeah, we got a student teacher. Because I had a student teacher when I was in high school. Yeah. And they're like, 22. Like, right. and they were like, oh, there's a cute student teacher today and we're in love and we're going to get married. I'd be like, no, jail, <laughs> crime. And so like, that's the whole point of episode 11. And you're like, okay, that was weird. And then episode 12 is also about it. Yeah. Because she goes to Tomoyo's house and she talks to the mom. And then the mom's like, this is how your parents met again. And they like double down on it. And it's like like she fell out of a tree into his arms and then they fell in love and i'm like ah! Ah! <laughs> too much it's, ah! it's like it it is beyond uh like you can't escape it no you can't and, it, and it's just like it's not necessary like once again we've talked about this so much age him up that's all you have to do like she didn't need to be 16 she didn't yeah, need age to. the mom up like yeah you... she could be 18 she could have just graduated high school and that would have been way better like and once again, not being his her fucking teacher, that's the other part of this. But like, how does it really change your story? But you know, like And then she's fucking dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. I so, Cardcaptor Sakura does have the the trope that I hate of like like I get dead parentitis. Like, okay, fine, you can have dead mom. But like when you have a dead parent, it like becomes like, sometimes you just have dead parents and they're just dead and they're just not there and it doesn't really matter. But like, sometimes it's kind of like, and I get that she's 11. And so like, she would at this age, but the, it's like, it's kind of like, the show becomes about the dead parent. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you had two episodes in a row that were not about Sakura, really. They were about the weird <laughs> groomy relationship that her mom was in. <laughs> <laughs> fucking disgusting that fucking that, honestly that like that episode killed all interest i had in seeing the rest it of it so i yeah i fight because i was like i was like okay that episode's over we can move on and we couldn't move on because the next no. episode was also about it ridiculous fucking jesus christ obscene <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll have to read a synopsis later because i do want to know what like happens and there's little bits that i read spoilers it turns out that well, we're the, in the spoilers actually. i know i know but I'm, I'm saying spoilers again but it, it turns out that like uh so soccer is attracted to tomoya's the no, brother no 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 i forgot the brother's name that she's attracted to her brother's best friend he looks like hawk from yona yeah we'll just call him hawk <laughs> yeah so hawk's friend well, yeah, I re we we were together when we were reading that. Yeah, so uh, it turns out that Hawk's friend because the Chinese kid also is like, like sees Hawk's friend for the first time, and he gets like embarrassed and he like runs away, and you're like, yeah. that's a weird reaction to have. Yeah, and it turns out later that he's like a cloak card. Yeah, he's magical in some way. Yeah, there's some there's something hinky happening with the best friend. He. Nick, you don't know this because you don't watch Haikyuu because you don't have taste. Um, but 
Okay. But uh, the friend has kind of a Suga energy from Haikyuu. Mm -hmm. Like, like they also have, they both have like gray hair and are softer spoken. Yeah. Like, oh, also uh, the dub for that, for the best friend, he says like the weirdest fucking accent. It, it's like it, South African, but well, not. It's, it's inconsistent. Yeah. Like it's, it's, Sometimes you hear it and it's like, is is he Australian? Like, is he Southern? Like, what's going on? And it just kind of sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, wild choice from start to finish. Yeah. Um. <laughs> also, I mean, there's like, it, it also pops up kind of like their okayness with older men being nice and like reciprocating younger girls. Because like the, the best friend gives Sakura candy every day. Yeah, but that's like you give like like a I don't know the it oh it's better when you find out he's gay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like, and that the this reason is, why she's into this was him. the '90s. Like the trope in the '90s is that the best friends of the brother fucking hate the sister too. You know what I mean? Like that's especially when they're a lot younger. Like that that's a trope, and that's been around for forever. I think they should have just kind of stuck with that. Just lean into it. Yeah, it's that it's once again episode eleven and twelve ruined the whole like the yeah. vibe of the whole thing. It's hard. <laughs> you just can't. You're like no. It, and you see the dad, you're like you're a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like oh this wonderful man who makes lunches for his children. And I'm like Bleh! oh, and then uh, here's another thing when when uh, Tomoyo's mom is talking to Sakura's dad and like telling her that or telling the telling Sakura's dad that she's like upset and like still kind of like resents him. He's just like laughing. Yeah. And smiling. He's just like, ah, ha, ha. And being like generally pretty fucking creepy. He's got, he does kind of have like a vaguely menacing aura about him. Absolutely. Like there is something, cause he, he, he doesn't have any other emotions other than just kind of like, like genteel laughter. Yeah. He's just like, he's always just like, ha, ha, ha. No, no, no. Yes. Like, his children are literally, like, fist fighting in front of him, and he's like, kids, please. <laughs> Here it is. Sakura's dad was an incel, and he found a trad teenager. He groomed a trad wife. He groomed a trad wife who died. Uh, and you know what? My headcanon, he killed her. Yeah. Nick was high when we were watching this, and he was like, he definitely murdered his wife. Yeah, 100%. Like she is She went to dead. therapy. Her therapist was like, you need to get out of that marriage. And he's just like, no, bitch. <laughs> you the only way you can get out is till death do us part. And the cloak cars are just like her ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the uh Nickelodeon oh, yeah. theory. Also, Sakura's brother is like psychic and can see his mom's ghost, and it's just like casually revealed that he sees his mom's ghost all the time. And you're like, that's Kind of fucked up. Yeah. He's like 16 and he's like talking to his mom's ghost and she's just hanging out in like their kitchen floating. <laughs> You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Man, there's like, this is what I'm saying. We're like, you know, Shonen has its problems, but Shoujo is like, can be just as fucking bad and sometimes even like kind of more insidious because it's like, you see, you have these like toxic behaviors. As, it's it's like the, the Fifty Shades of Grey thing where like right. the... the toxicity is painted as like romantic right and it's like no please <laughs> well i mean that gets that gets into kind of like a deeper don't, discussion don't let your teachers date you yeah 
that gets into kind of a deeper discussion about like how pervasive patriarchy is even within like the realms of like female liberation right like in these kind of like with with shoujo being how it is and like the magical the magical girl genre it's in and of itself is kind of like a distinction right and when we approach it from this you know more sociological lens we expect it almost to be better right right be better than the things that are aimed at men but it just you know shows that like we're all fucking victims of patriarchy and we're all like subject to these fucking bonker ass like tropes and expectations yeah right well that's how it like you're, you're being taught that the way you're being treated is like correct right yeah you're like this is good and you should want to be treated this way. Right. Um, and like that, that whole scenario with a teacher dating a student is normalized in that moment with Sakura. And it's, it's, it's not just normalized. It's like painted as something that is like to be desired. Right. right? It's, it's romantic. It's romantic. And that's like good and you want it. And then it works out. The only reason why it's sad is because she got mysteriously ill and they, they would hypothetically, I wonder if that was like on purpose so that you wouldn't have to like deal with the real life consequences of like mm. having the mom around to talk about the fact that she was like 16 when they got married. Yeah. And like, she's never had a life outside of being married Ugh. and having kids. And like, she never Ugh. got to like go to college or have a job or like, I guess she modeled on the side to support her 20 something year old husband when she was 16. God. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross, man. I don't, I like Sailor Moon so far has not done this to us. No, she is not. 14. And I think she, she has age appropriate relationships. Well, I, how, I think Tuxedo Mask, he's either in high school or college, but like he's not in college. Okay. He's definitely not in college. But there, it's also like their their relationship, at least at the beginning, is like you're Googling it right now. I am Googling it right now. Keep keep talking. Well, to like their relationship is also like pretty much explicitly like non-romantic. It's like very adverse. It's we it's we love it enemies to lovers. Yeah, Tuxedo Mask is the altern alternate ego of uh Chiba. Momura or Mamaru. Mamaru. What the fuck? Oh, the, oh, that's his like real name. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Uh and he he helps out. What's his age? I'm working on it. Uh give me a number. <laughs> oh, he has a power item. We never because he's that. never wearing a uniform. That's what makes me think he's in college. He's a high school student. Oh, uh, his parents are killed in the car crash on his sixth birthday. Oh, so he he's the real protagonist. He has dead parents, I guess. <laughs> oh man, he is not aware he's tuxedo mask. Oh, see, we gotta keep watching. We gotta keep watching. I'm so intrigued now. I it doesn't. I'm trying. I to really find resonate age. with tuxedo mask. Like Nick and I were talking about like cosplaying as like the sailor senji because Nick's wife has like super long hair, so she'd make a really good sailor moon. Yeah. Um, and he's it, 16. That's totally like. That's fine. Yeah, she's that's so yeah. fine. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, I like 14, 16 is like, you know, whatever. But like that's ugh. Yeah. Absolutely sickening. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Oh man. We'll we'll watch Sailor Moon and we'll, We're gonna watch we'll Sailor do Moon. a segment Unproblematic later. Problematic fave Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, watch Sailor Moon. Card Captor Sakura is okay, I guess. I you know, I gave it I, I think I gave it four. I, I gave it like a C, yeah. Yeah, like or a, three or a, four. A I think I gave it, I gave three, it I, four. Yeah, I gave it a four. You already you gave me so much shit about giving you giving different things. You don't even remember. <laughs> I but I definitely would not recommend it. Definitely not. And we, I mean, we watched part of the sub and the sub was still kind of like God awful. Yeah. Like it, the, it just overall, it's just not a great show and it's problematic <laughs> for a myriad of reasons. I will like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't elevate what Sailor Moon, the, the groundwork of Sailor Moon. No, I, it, doesn't. it doesn't do a better job than Sailor Moon. So if you're, if you, if you have a one magical girl anime budget, you should spend it on Sailor Moon. Yeah. So, uh, problematic aside, let's get into the fucking crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Utena. I, is Utena even... Or are you talking about Cardcaptor Soccer? No, stuff? Utena. Okay. We've covered... We watched, you know... The, the, we said everything there is to say. There's yeah. not a lot happening in Sakura anyway. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, is Utena problematic or is it just fucking wild? I think it's just wild. But it is... Okay, so... So basic premise, right? We have Utena who wants to be a prince. Yeah. And there's all we this love like gender. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm a girl, but also a prince. Why do I have to be a princess? So it's like, you know, it's it's like the the lesbians whose gender is like BOI, like boy. It's Utena is like my gender is prince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like tall, she's got long legs, but she, she wears, wears a boy's uniform. But it's not a boy's it, uniform. But the thing that drives me crazy about her wearing the boys uniform because everyone always comments on it but you see like everyone else in the school is wearing like blue uniforms yeah and so she is wearing like a boys uniform where she's wearing a blazer and like pants but it's a completely different color yeah absolutely it, different it, she it, sticks out like a sore thumb yeah she got pink hair because of course long pink hair or uh, in the movie she has short pink hair yeah but then she gets long pink hair when she has her magical girl transformation <laughs> and pauldrons yeah <laughs> She does get pauldrons in the TV show. She has pauldrons kind of from the beginning of the TV. No, no, no. No, she gets them. She she just has shoulder pads, and then she has her magical kiss with Anthe, and she does get her yeah. pauldrons. So she's like, Otena in the beginning of the show is like walking around, vibing. She has you know, dead paranitis. She has dead paranitis, and she's at this like very interesting school that's like, very it's surreal like an, an Escher painting yeah and there's like all these platforms and shit um and she has this ring this mysterious ring that she doesn't know anything she has about. it in the anime she doesn't have it at the beginning of the movie no and she gets it later from the red-haired guy yeah but in in the anime she she has the the rose ring and she gets it because her parents died and she's sad and it's kind of like in a fairy tale intro like there's a she's she's a princess, she's a child, her parents die, she's sad. A prince shows up and gives her a rose ring and he right. smells of roses and he gives her a hug. And like that's what inspires she's like, I wanna be a prince. Like yeah. that. Right. And so she's I wanna like save princesses. Walking around. She has her like klutzy brown haired friend, uh, who is very similar to Mako from Kill the yes. Kill. Yes. Uh, Bye <laughs> Uh, but she you is know, that why you rewatched Kill a Kill? Honestly, yeah, it? I was just like I miss Mako. Yeah, Mako's a, a treat. Um, but uh, 
so she's like walking around the school and this is the scene i very distinctly remember her looking down onto the courtyard yes and there's like a woman who is tending to flowers and then this green-haired guy comes over and he just slaps the party motherfucker <laughs> he just slaps the fucking shit out of her just walks up to her and just backhands the shit out of her and we're like what the fuck like and, out well, of nowhere Uteta's response too she's like watching this happen she's like uh and then the red-haired guy shows up and he's like stop beating your wife yeah he like holds his hand back um and so let, this is the problematic part of Utena. The woman that gets slapped is, what's her name again? Anthe? Anthe. Anthe. Anthe Himamera. Yeah. And she is the only character of color in this show. Except for her brother that gets introduced later. Yeah. And she's like, I think she's supposed to be coded Indian. She has a bindi. Yeah, the she has a bindi. also has a bindi. Okay. So she's coded Indian and the fucking tall green haired white dude smacks the shit out of her. She gets slapped at least once every episode yeah. in the series. People are constantly slapping this bitch she is literally a slave yeah she is the rose bride she like actually physically belongs to whoever the sword master is whoever beats whoever the i can't like them i don't remember the title yeah rose and, knight i don't know yeah whatever but so like we see this happen the conflict ends uh and utena kind of like talks to anthe after that and they have like a conversation and then why does Utena end up at the fountain? So so what happens is Utena's friend writes a love letter to green-haired guy. His yeah. name's Sionji. And he posts it like publicly to mock her. And so Utena, Utena like challenges him to a duel because right. he's the he's the president of the Kendo Club. And so she goes to this um fountain. And like a bunch of weird shit happens. Like a water droplet comes out and like hits but her ring. It's sideways. Yeah. And then the door opens, but not the right way. And then she, and then horrible. Okay. The sound, the music in both the movie, like the movie was slightly better than the show. Yeah. But the, the music of the show sounds like, like kids, kids, Bob Gregorian chants. <laughs> yeah. Like it's absolutely atrocious. Like it has, I will say Utena has the best opening and ending of any of the anime we watched. Correct. Like I, those songs are fucking bop, yeah. both of them. And I'm so mad that Spotify doesn't have the ending. <laughs> I want that outro. Spotify, give me the outro, please. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, but, <laughs> but like the intro, super good. It like, I legitimately was like listening it to it in my car. Just like, on yeah, repeat. it was very good. Loved it. But the, the music, in the show that they played during the show god fucking awful it yeah it is i hate terrible. and it's so long she goes up this long so instead of having a transformation sequence she has like a walking up the stairs sequence yeah and, and she, she goes up like this spiral staircase for literally like a minute and a half. so long and then there's like an upside down castle and she's like the castle's in the sky and they're like crazy world where it's the duelist area there's roses Roses are like a huge theme. Yeah, and so Anthe's up there with uh green-haired motherfucker. Sionji. Sionji. And he they she like clips these roses to their chests. And if the rose falls off, that's who wins. Or like that's who loses. Yeah. Right? And so it's a sword fight. And yeah. but he has he fucking pulls out like a real sword and she's got like a bamboo sword. Yeah, she's got a fucking kendo sword. And he like kisses her. 
he kisses Anthe. He like grabs her, kisses her, and then smacks her. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Is that when he pulls the sword out of her chest? Yeah. It doesn't happen in the movie the first time, but it happens no. in the show the first time. Yeah. So like in this duel, he like kisses Anthe and then her head like rocks back and then this fucking sword pops right out, out of her, of her chest. Yeah, right out of her titties, right between. And he pulls that out. And so Sionji is literally going at Utena with a real fucking sword. And she's got a bamboo sword. Well, spoilers, she beats him. Fucking Utena just like... It's not a spoiler. One, we're in the spoiler section. But two, it's not a spoiler if it's in the first episode. Yeah, that's fair. Well, she beats him. And then, uh, guess what? Because Anthony, I guess, distracts him. It's yeah. more clear in the movie that she distracted him. Like, she, she more obviously helps Utena in the movie yeah like it's very unclear what the fuck happens but like sayonji blames anthe for it mm -hmm. he's like you did this you betrayed me and she's like i'm not your bride anymore <laughs> yeah um so well now so uh anthe and utena are engaged they're engaged utena now physically owns the rose bride <laughs> yeah Definitely not the least problematic, but just mostly fucking weird, honestly. It's, it's really weird and like... It's way out of left field. Very surreal. Um, there's a monkey. There's a monkey. Nick's in love with a monkey. He's so cute. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. He's got a little earring and he loves to eat. He kind of looks like a middle-aged man. I think he's creepy. <laughs> I don't like choo-choo. He's got a little butt. I hate this vibe. And they he's autistic yeah honestly yeah <laughs> she's super weird she's super fucking weird and like utena's trying to like interact with her kind of um she's autistic in the show she's just she's like she has ptsd in the in the movie yeah uh and the kind of like the rest or like the rest of what we watched um so, well after after um after she achieves the Rose Bride, other people start challenging her. And so, like, the yeah. next serialized part, like, in the show and in the movie, but it's shorter in the movie, is that, like, she she's fighting all these people who are challenging her for the Rose Bride. Right? And they're all in the student council, right? Yes. Yeah. This blue-haired boy. Red-haired girl. Red-haired, or, like, orange, orange curly girl. Yeah. Um... The movie is very confusing. Sarah got mad at me when I mentioned it in front of her. She's like, don't make me think about that anymore. <laughs> um, I just want to, we got to talk about the, let, let's talk about the movie first. And then we can keep talking about the show. Cause like, I need to get the like car scene off my chest. Yeah, so, that's like, fair. So the revolutionary girl, Utena movie was honestly even fucking weirder than the show. Well, it's, the whole, it's crazy the whole time. It's way hornier, way hornier. Way Holy gayer. shit. Yeah, like after she gets the Rose Bride, like they they, they make out. They make out. Yeah. And they, they it is very much implied that they do have sex later. Yes. Yes. And then okay, but the ending, oh my god. So like a whole bunch of weird shit happens. It is it's implied that Anthe like was drugged and molested by her brother and then he like stabs her and falls out a window and they find his dead body whatever it's like implied that the school is like an alternate dimension or like it's like not the real world yeah and, and utena's like let's go to the real world and she goes with ansi to the stadium and and then <laughs> and then they get to like a door and they're trying to go through the door and Utena goes and then it turns into a car wash. Yeah, massive car wash <laughs> with all these like fucking... And Anthe like doesn't make it through. But Utena's in the car wash. And she gets like washed and then like put into a metal box that's like with all these like hydraulic presses and bands and shit. And 
she comes out, like the car wash opens up, and she's just a fucking car. She's a pink car. She transforms into a goddamn car. And then Anthony drives the car. Wait, 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 wait. She's remembering her brother and she's remembering her trauma, and then the car starts to decay. Oh, right, because the brother, the brother has a quote that he says, like, <laughs> I gotta find my keys. <laughs> Okay, when we're introducing the brother before we know about his shiesty shit. <laughs> Gotta find my keys! <laughs> well, he like, he has a sport, it's like, he's like being interviewed, and there's like a sexy bitch in the car, and he's like standing next to it. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I can't drive this because I don't have keys. And then he goes, ciao! And he like windmills his legs across the I, I, And he does that twice, and I was like crying watching that. God, like, so oh my god, funny. it was so... And, Ciao! <laughs> like, my brain is broken. Um, Absolutely ridiculous. It was so, like... <laughs> um, so, so Tana turns into a car, she starts to decay, and then it's like, a car without keys is, like, going to rot. It's not, it's like... It's rot. gonna rust. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I guess it's like a, a metaphor about, like, there's a lot of metaphors, but it's like a, a metaphor about... Because it's like, because all magical girl anime are a metaphor for puberty, right? Like right. the the transformation, there's a lot of egg imagery that's like what like there there and the egg imagery one it's like a symbol of fertility, so it's about like getting your period and be able to have kids and blah 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 blah, but it's also about like you are an egg and you're hatching into a woman. And like right. the, there's a lot and so like there's a lot of trans like and the transformation sequences. I really like that about Sailor Moon too, about how like not only does she transform into like her warrior, but she also has the ability to dress up and try different careers. She's like, I'm going to be a pretty journalist. I'm going to be like a pretty yeah. like radio star kind of thing. And so like, that's like, it's about like, as a kid, you're like really limited as what you can do. But like you go through puberty, you become an adult and the world is like whatever you want. Opens it to be. up. So like, and so, Revolutionary Girl Atena is kind of about that because, like, they talk about school as like a gilded cage, so like you're trapped. But there is also the kind of thing of like you are naive and vulnerable when you're a child, so yeah. like people are able to take advantage of you more easily. And part of becoming an adult is like you do become more world wary and you like maybe lose your innocence, but that like it's not necessary because, like, one of the and we we have a special bonus episode that's coming out at the same time as this one about a different anime that we watched called wonder egg priority. Wonder egg priority is very, very dark. So we couldn't, there's a lot of content warnings for that one. So we couldn't yeah. like include it with the rest of these, but like, and, and it's a very similar, like the themes of kind of like innocence lost in wonder egg priority. There is this kind of like, like it's a bad thing going through puberty and it's a little hinky, whatever, but like Utena very much is like, I did not get the vibe that puberty is a bad thing. It was very much like puberty is liberating childhood and being a teenager is kind of a cage and you're repressed and you can't be your true self or, and the, and also like the people who have power over you, like your teachers, when you're a 16 year old <laughs> high school girl, <laughs> maybe don't have your best interests <laughs> in mind. And so, and it's also like her brother is like the Dean or the principal, like he runs the school and he's yeah. also a pedophile. <laughs> and Sakura had no excuse. It came out after this. They should have watched Revolutionary Girl Utena and learned from their mistakes. <laughs> Utena becomes a car. 
back to Lieutenant becomes a car. There's a there's a chase. There's a race scene, and other people are also cars. Yeah, and Anthe is in Utena. She's driving Utena. She is inside Utena. Utena is not is not like sentient anymore. No, she stops talking. But there's also like there's a, a, a like a communications room that's full of a bunch of girls with pink hair, but they're all different shapes. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. They're like reporting on the race, kind of. Yeah. And and so like people are trying to stop Anthe, but she's leaving the school. So she's getting out of the school and going to the quote unquote real world. Yeah, she's leaving reality this reality. To go to the real reality. Yeah. Maybe or die, or maybe they are dead and they're undying. Very unclear. Very unclear. And it's supposed to be unclear. Nothing makes sense. But yeah. it's not supposed to. And then we have a sequence with Utena and the red-haired dude, and he, like, This drowns. is before she... Yeah, before she goes she goes to the car. So, like, there's this other chick who was not in the show who, like, is fucking the red-haired dude. Yeah. And she talks about the orange-haired chick, and, like, basically, like, she had a prince that she was in love with as a kid who was her prince, and the orange-haired chick has to be a prince because... She's the reason why her prince died because there was a girl who was drowning and the prince jumped in to save her and he died instead. And the orange haired girl was the reason why he jumped in to save her. Right. And But then you find out that like with a conversation with like the red haired guy and Utena and they like have a weird vibe the whole movie and they also have a weird vibe in the show, but it's not this vibe. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like in a waiting room and there's like it, it's like married couples this way yeah and like and it's at this is after like the implied sex scene with anthe and utena where she like mm -hmm. freaks out and so like they have a talk with the red-haired guy and it's just the utena and the red-haired guy but they're and there's like a flashback and it's utena and you you know from before that they were like childhood friends but he changed and then you find out that he was the guy so utena was like there's a girl drowning and he was the guy who jumped in to save her and he drowned. So he's been, he's dead. Yeah. And, and so they're having this conversation and like they're separated by glass and his side of the glass slowly fills up with water and then he just kind of swims away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And that's when she goes up and turns into a car. Yeah. And so Anthony. she's a car. She's driving. Anthony's driving her. Anthony's driving her and they're running away from these other cars and, like, the other cars are, like, crashing, like, blowing up and shit. And all the while, like, the car that is Utena is getting, like, <laughs> torn apart. But then it rebuilds itself yeah. again. Uh, and then the car gets trapped between these two, like... Conveyor belts? Yeah, or, like, tank treads. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting torn up again and crushed. And Anthe's in the, in the driver's seat. You can see her... And, uh, and the final boss is her brother. Yeah, the final boss is her brother. And, and he's like he's like taking the treads and he's like smushing them into her. Yeah. And so I guess we could like take that as like a metaphor of her like trauma trying to crush her and yeah. like keep her in keep her trapped. This purgatory. Like, yeah. And oh shit. Is the whole thing just a metaphor for her own trauma? Well, that's like she's the actual magical well, girl. Well, the twist, the twist. Well, that's the thing. The twist is that like you think it's another one of these like you think Otena is the protagonist, but it's not actually Otena. 
Anthe's the protagonist. Yeah. Anthe's the magical girl. She's the one who, like, the sword comes out of her chest. She transforms when people kiss her and then subsequently <laughs> beat the shit out of her. So it's a like the the story is actually about Anthe. Right. Um, and so, like, yeah. So the brother's the final boss. She does something. She's like, you were never my prince. And then the brother's like, no. Yeah. And then the treads disappear. And the now the car's destroyed. Yeah. So you're like, okay, Utena's dead. But then she's like, I what happens? She's the, not dead. The car morphs into a motorcycle immediately after that, and Utena pops out. And she's naked. And she's naked. And Anthea is also naked. And Anthea is also naked. And they're, it's not a motorcycle, but it has two I'm, wheels. And it's like it's like a surf, surfboard with two wheels on it. It's motorcycle-esque. And they're lying side by side nude. Yeah. And they just ride off. They drive off into the like apocalypse of the real world. So the, the real world is like a destroyed nothing world. Yeah. With just a road. And and then they like make out, and that's how the movie ends. Is they're like making out, and people are people are like they left. Oh, and then it cuts back to the scene or the the place that the people were doing like commentary. Yeah, and they're the all pink just like girls. They're they, all dolls. They've disappeared, and all that's left is their uniforms with their name tags, and it says Utena. It says Anthe. Yeah, what a fucking weird trip of a movie. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. I would say you should watch the movie. You should watch it. I mean, it's it's low investment, you know. It's yeah. eighty-seven minutes, pretty long, pretty short. You should watch it. It's weird, but you should watch it. Because <laughs> it's not a series. I'm not recommending like an eight-hour experience. It's a movie. Have a watch party. Yeah. Get high. It will make even less sense. <laughs> you know? I had fun. I ooh, very sincerely confused about. It, yeah there's a lot to think about um it, it was another one like i got to the end of it and i was like what the fuck is this and i had to like google it and like read yeah. the wikipedia um but it's gay it's very gay that's a plus yeah <laughs> it's like it's like um a staple of queer anime media that's yeah so the last one was madoka magica yes and uh once again Great show. Animation is fantastic. Yeah. The fight scenes are fucking off the wall. Absolutely uh, sickening. I love the witches. They're so fucking cool. Yeah. So like, uh, so we kind of briefly talked about this in the brief synopsis. So Madoka gets a wish and she gains magical girl abilities. Well, I think, isn't like, so Kyubei's like, you should have a wish. And she's like, I don't know what to wish for. And then like, their Homura is like, don't do it. So like she doesn't she doesn't make her wish until the very very end. I think right, that's the thing. She's right, not right, a magical right, right. girl. It's been a while. We didn't rewatch it for this because I've seen it like three times. You've seen it a couple times. Yeah. Um. But so and that's and then she makes the wish at the end, which is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah. So the the whole point of the show is that these these girls these magical girls are fighting witches. And witches cause bad things to happen, like mass they, suicides yeah, like, or uh, like murders, disease. They're like Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just cause things to happen. They're like conglomerations of negative energy, right? Yeah. And, and so when the magical girls fight them, they go into these like little pocket universes. And these are, these are animated really neatly because they use 
like textures and the and, and the yeah. uh, animation is very juvenile and the magical girls have you know different abilities kind of kind of based on them there's like symbology there like madoka's outfit's very cute it's pink you know very inspired by card captain sakura's outfit yeah yeah and what's her she has a bow right i don't remember i'm pretty sure she I think, does I think yeah because so. mommy has a rifle which yeah. is hilarious She's like cowboy themed. Yeah, she's, I love her. She's great. What's Homer is? Homer's is like, she has like time power. She has time magic. Yeah. Time and then, magic. um, God, the girl with the spear. I can't remember her name. I don't remember. She doesn't matter. So the egg theme comes up in this as well. They're given their egg, which contains their soul. Yeah. After they make their wish, they are given an egg, which contains their soul because their human bodies wouldn't be able to handle the like trauma subjected to them physically. Right. Uh, and you can't be far from your egg or else you pass out. That happens a, a couple times yeah. in the show. Um, and your powers are based on the nature of your wish. Uh, and so later what happens is you, we kind of get introduced to each magical girl. Uh, mommy is the, she's kind of the mom of the group, you know, even though mommy. she's not that much older than the rest of the group. Um, but she lives on her own. She has she has a family, but she's not around them. Or no, yeah. did they die in a car accident? That seems I don't remember. But uh, she but she doesn't have a family, but she kind of like brings the other magical girls into her like under her wing. Yeah. And teaches them she's and the senpai. She's the senpai. Uh and then she fucking dies. Yeah. She gets killed by a witch. And right off the bat. Like, yeah, Pretty right soon. off the bat. Um, and so the show is very digestible. It's literally only like 19, 18 episodes. Yeah, it's pretty fast. It's, you can watch it in a day or a couple days, no problem. Uh, and that's, I, I love my shows being that short. Honestly, like I can, you know, I've watched Kill a Kill and fucking, uh, Gurren Lagann in the last like week or so. And not doing his regular anime homework. <laughs> but procrastinating on his anime homework <laughs> by watching other anime. <laughs> But yeah, very digestible. Uh, but like halfway through the show, we kind of get the the conflict, the right? Twist. The twist. And the twist is that witches are magical girls right. that have transformed once once they've reached kind of like the end of their life. They get they get corrupted by suffering. Yeah. Right. And so like once you kind of like lose hope you turn into a witch. You get fully corrupted, you turn into a witch. Which causes more chaos, which means magical girls. More, yeah, magical girls have to go fight it, which causes more suffering, because, like, not only are they suffering, but they also are fighting their friend. Right. And, like, their friend is dead, blah, 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 blah. And, and so it's all in... Because they're trying... Cube is, like, a super race that's trying to stop the heat death of the universe by using the suffering of teenage girls... <laughs> To, to stave off entropy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's honestly wild. And the first time I watched it, I was like, whoa, like what the fuck? Um, it's it is it is understandably wild, I would say, like from a sense of like it it makes sense within the sci-fi of the universe. And I really, you know, it was cohesive. That's, yeah, it's it's like a goofy premise. Like it sounds dumb when you say it like that. Yeah, but like you know, whatever. Right. There's goofier premises, um, 
And so they're, the characters are kind of grappling with this. And then it's revealed that Homura, you know, she didn't used to be this like tough, quiet, like super, you know, super like warrior girl. Uh, she was a nerd. She, well, she, yeah. And, but it's, we have alternate timelines. Yeah. Like a lot of them. And in these alternate timelines, Homura has been like hopping between these timelines because her ability is time magic. Yeah. So she's been hopping between timelines where she encounters M Madoka and sees her die. Like, yeah, Madoka becomes a magical girl and like at the end up, of the world. She ends up there's like the big bad at the fine at the end of the season and like Sakura dies and like the whole Sakura. World, okay, she looks exactly like Sakura, all right? <laughs> Madoka dies, yeah. Madoka dies and the world ends. Right. Right. And like that's so Homura is like desperately trying to prevent this from happening. And so she's she's hopping from timeline to timeline. She's like and in this specific timeline, she shows up. They're not friends. She's specifically trying not to be her friend. She's also specifically trying to prevent Madoka from becoming a magical girl. Right. And all the while during the show, Madoka's just kind of like coming along with these other magical girls. She hasn't made her wish yet. Kube is constantly prodding her like make your wish, make your wish, make your wish. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the conflict is really happening between Homura and Madoka. You can see, like, what's really neat about it is you can see Homura, like, really suffering with these decisions, especially later once we start getting these kind of, like, flashbacks to these alternate timelines. Right. The kind of, like, final result of the show is the big bad shows up. Yeah. And Madoka makes her wish. And the wish is not what's ever happened before. She makes a different wish. She makes a different wish. She wishes before she was like, she just wishes she's like, I want to be powerful enough to like fight the thing or whatever. She makes wishes about like she gets to the end and she makes like a normal wish about fighting something or having something. Yeah. Um, and she gets killed every time. Yeah. And Homura has to like watch her die. Right. And then reverse time and do it again. And she like sacrifices herself. Yeah. And so in the show, uh, towards the end of the, you know, actual show. She makes a wish, and what does she wish for again? The the final wish that Madoka wishes for is that, like, basically that witches will never exist and have never existed. Right. So that every magical girl who will ever or has ever been a witch doesn't anymore. Right. And and Kyubei's like, you'll become a god. And so she becomes god. Yeah. She becomes so powerful. She like sucks all the bad energy into herself. And like the ending is basically like, so she, like Madoka gets taken out of the timeline. She's no longer in timelines anymore. Yeah. Like she's she, superseded she, time. She has never, she's reached Nirvana. Um, she has never and will never like be, but is also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And she, so basically now when magical girls get corrupted, like, so you still have magical girls, but when they get corrupted, they just kind of poof. And she, she becomes this like goddess harbinger that ferries like, yeah, them. Ferries the souls of the, the magical girls. Yeah. And, and Kube makes a comment being like, this seems inefficient, but it's the best we got. Yeah. Yeah. And like Kube and that alien race are kind of like, just still doing their thing with entropy. So like from, from a, when we talk about it from like a, uh, resolving the conflict standpoint, it doesn't change much. Right. Yeah. It's a very like liberal take. 
Because like, like, oh, there's going to be suffering. So there always has to be suffering. And that's my kind of thing of like, one, the inherent, like the, the premise is fine. Like the show makes sense. If you think about it as like a response to like Sailor Moon and mm -hmm. Cardcaptor Sakura, because it is like, what if it was bad actually, right? But like, if you're taking it by itself, like the, why why does the suffering of teenage girls solve the heat death of the universe? Yeah. Like that's a very strange premise. And also like, if I was in Madoka's shoes, why doesn't she just, what, like if she could wish for anything, why doesn't she just wish for the heat death of the universe to be reversed? Like, why isn't that a wish she could make? They don't establish this, right? They don't establish like the science behind it, right? Because in good sci-fi, you have to like explain everything. It, it can be a, a weird explanation, but it has to be explained, right? right? So we don't establish like why entropy is increasing and we don't explain how the suffering of girls reduces entropy, yeah. right? So, but if we take it from like, a physics perspective. Oh no. Then <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> then like when we talk about the heat death of the universe, entropy is always increasing, right? Chaos, the usable energy of the universe is constantly decreasing. And eventually the universe reaches a state called heat death, right? Where particles are so far away from each other that they can't interact anymore. Nothing new can be made, etc. You just have empty blackness for all eternity. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, in terms of astrological time, it's fucking or astronomical time, it is millions of billions, trillions of years in the future, right? Right. So, but like, if or we take- is it? <laughs> so if we take that and we assume the context, if we assume that that context exists, even though it way, doesn't- Way, way, way in the future. It's way, way in the future, but if, if that doesn't, like they don't establish it in the show, right? But if we assume that it exists, then there's an interaction between the suffering of girls and the decrease of entropy, right? Suffering of girls equals Y plus. <laughs> <laughs> Got my whiteboard out, just fucking write it all down. But so if they are decreasing entropy, then that means that the universe is in some sort of homeostasis as long as that exists. Right. But if Cube says after the change happens, the process isn't as efficient, then that means that entropy is still increasing, right? Or, or the alternative is that they're having to chew through even more magical girls. And right. like, the thing is that, like, once, and that's kind of my problem with it, right? Is that like, yeah, they're not becoming witches anymore and becoming, but then they're they're still dying. They die when they become yeah. corrected. They like. Well, I mean, Ooh. like, it, like maybe we can extrapolate a little bit, extrapolate a little bit further, and Madoka is potentially like decreasing the net suffering because like when they become witches they make other people suffer right it causes more suffering in general right because like the witches magic energy whatever it may be causes bad things to happen right. around them right but so then like, you're substituting like the suffering of the general general population for the suffering of specifically like 14 year old girls right well it's like a very like utilitarian approach right yeah. when we come from like a philosophical perspective it's like it's more utilitarian it's better because they're getting something in exchange for it it's it's like a liberal fantasy like a capitalist fantasy yeah you get a wish it ruins you right. but like you're you're choosing to suffer to get something out of it right so but it, it and once again the, the show makes more sense just as like 
a response, an edgy response to yeah. magical girl genre, and rather than just try to like look at it by itself, and you're like, huh? But like once again, like I like the show. Yeah, like I, I think Absolutely. it's a good show. It's very watchable, but it is like you know very edgy. Yeah, but going back to the thing about her wish being like. Uh, why wouldn't she just wish for the heat death of the universe not to happen? Like if we, once again, if we extrapolate from like what we understand as entropy and the heat death of the universe, mm -hmm. that would fundamentally rewrite like what the universe is, which like her wish didn't, right? Her wish didn't fundamentally rewrite right. anything. It, it maintains the status quo. Right. It just, it just shifts some things around, shifts some things around. but it's not like a true revolutionary girl. Like Utena. <laughs> like Utena. It's, it's because Madoka is not a prince. Yeah. <laughs> Madoka is like, still just a girl. It would have rewritten the universe, right? It would have rewritten what it all meant. Right. So if you eliminate suffering, right? And that gets back to the liberal fantasy, right? The liberal <laughs> fantasy being that, well, suffering's going to happen. We can only mitigate it uh, or shift it around, but suffering will always be there because right. suffering is a part of human life. And it's like, no, it's not. Like poverty is not a natural state for people. Like, fucking fuck off. <laughs> I activated your two special interests: uh, space and communism. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> Mine's rocks and anime. <laughs> <laughs> this month was a lot of fun. This month I, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I am really looking forward to next month. It's gonna be my birthday month. And it's uh, Capricorn season. It's Capricorn season. We're going to do Pokemon and Digimon. Pokemon versus Digimon. Yeah. The definitive decision whether which one's better. Which <laughs> one. So this is going to be fun because I actually like once again, my very weird gaps in cultural knowledge. Yeah. I did not watch either growing up. Well, you know, I didn't watch, I watched Pokemon periodically growing up, but I didn't like watch it start to finish, you know, cause like streaming wasn't a thing. You have to rent the videos. They don't have all the videos. Like you go to fucking Blockbuster, they've got, they've got episodes one through six and then like 15 through 21. And it's <laughs> like, okay, when are these other ones gonna come back in? I don't know, just wait for them, I guess. And then you don't go often cause you're like lower middle class. So you only do video <laughs> nights like once every now and then. Um, you gotta go to your local library and rent your DVDs. They never, they never had Pokemon. So I watched Pokemon later. I watched a good chunk of the original show later. And I've seen bits and pieces of like the seasons afterward, like newer generations. I've seen, almost all of the movies. Yeah. Um, and I saw fucking... Detective Pikachu. <laughs> well, we have you seen the 2000s movie? Yeah. Oh man, we're going to watch that. It is a chef's kiss fucking slaps. Maybe, maybe what we'll do, I think what we'll do is we'll watch Pokemon movies and Digimon movies. Okay. That it Nick will... is going to take me on a tour. So I've yeah. been taking Nick on a tour I took Nick on a tour for the Shoujo month. So Nick's going to take me on a tour for Pokemon versus Digimon. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs>